What's good out there? What's going on? The ruler is back. I'm welcoming you back to my court. This is Jason Jones with your latest edition of the Ruler of the Court podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. Again, I am Jason Jones, Sacramento Kings writer for The Athletic. I've been covering the Kings for a while and here to bring you uh, this week, I I don't know if I want to say it's a dose of reality, but, you know, earlier today I was listening to some old Ice Cube uh, mix came up on Spotify, all Ice Cube, and the second song that came up was uh, Check Yourself. And today I come to you to tell a lot of you out there, and I don't even know what you call Kings fans collectively, I don't know if it's a Kings Nation I don't think it qualifies as a nation. I don't want to be too demeaning and say a King's County. Because it actually is a King County. So, but I mean, I don't know how to describe it. I'll just say King's fans. Yeah, King's fans. In some cases, King's um, members of the media who cover the Kings. uh, Family, friends, etc., etc. Check yourself, people. Please check yourself. Pump your brakes. All that stuff. And here's why I'm saying that. De'Aaron Fox, uh, by the way, this is being recorded before the Kings play Boston uh, Wednesday night. So, don't know what De'Aaron will have done against the Celtics, but I guess he'll have a good game again. But, that's where I'm going. That as good as, as well as De'Aaron Fox has played lately, I mean, back-to-back 17-point quarters, almost winning at Miami and Jimmy Butler's return to the lineup rallying he outscored new orleans the new orleans pelicans by himself 17 15 to lead the kings back who they were down 10 in the fourth they go and win that game in new orleans to conclude a three-in-one road trip but the reason why i'm saying check yourself is because the kings are now 9-11 they've played 20 games and i'm already reading people talking about how it's not going to be fair when De'Aaron fox isn't an all-star or this, you know, is he going to get the respect he deserves? Folks, it's, 10 damn, it's, it's been a couple of good weeks. It's been 20 damn games this season. 20. We're only a couple of weeks removed from De'Aaron basically saying he wasn't playing well. So how we go from that to all of a sudden just plotting and maybe it's like a, a defeatist mindset or woe with me or as a as, you know as king's followers you just come to expect the worst but how do we go from De'Aaron talking like that a four game losing streak defense was god awful to after a, uh, after the Kings win four out of five, talking about how we just know De'Aaron is going to get disrespected and not make the All-Star team. Y'all, that's crazy. I mean, and this is not dis- disrespectful to De'Aaron. De'Aaron would tell you he's not the player he wants to be yet, but it's way too early to be worrying about the All-Star game. Way too early to be worrying about who's going to make an All-Star team and will it be fair and... You know, he's going to get snubbed. Damn it, we ain't even... Are we even at, we're not even at the halfway point of the season? And why are people focused on that? The focus really should be on this Kings team and can De'Aaron keep this up? 
Because we've seen, you know, De'Aaron have good stretches of play. I think his stretch of play before the shutdown, oh, wow, almost a year ago now, basically, you know, last March, that those 20 games before the, uh, the pandemic stopped play, that probably might have been De'Aaron's, you know, best stretch of 20 games. So I say this. Can we get 20 games like this from De'Aaron before we start worried about is he going to get snubbed? By then we'd be at, say we get another 15 games. At least we're at the halfway point and we got a real argument about who is or isn't an all-star. But, you know, this is way too real to be worried about, oh, they're going to screw him over. The media is going to screw him over. The fans will put someone in who doesn't deserve it. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of y'all tripping and complaining and whining about it don't even understand and forgot how the process works. The fans get a say, the players get a say, the media get to say, and actually I get a vote this year. So yay for me, I guess. But it's just I just don't understand what all this angst is already after two big scoring games jumping to is he gonna be an all-star? No, I've written that the way De'Aaron has played, he could be trending toward an all-star, but it is nowhere near close to start worrying about that. And to prove that point, I got a little list here of potential all-stars in the Western Conference just at guard. Just at guard. Uh, here, here, here we go. Steph Curry. Paul George, I believe, starts at guard for the for the uh, Clippers. And if he doesn't, you swap him for Kawhi. Um, Devin Booker. Chris Paul. Damian Lillard. When he's healthy, C.J. McCollum. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell in Utah. John Wall. Yeah, if y'all forget that ever since James Harden got shipped you know, back east, John Wall has continued to be a baller out there. Looking like John Wall from back in the day and leading the Rockets to a nice little turnaround. Who, who would have guessed getting the guy who was being a malcontent out the, out the situation would help? And don't forget there's this guy in Dallas who is their starting point guard, some guy named Luka. Yeah, he's going to be in the mix too for an all-star spot. That doesn't include other guys, you know, guys who maybe, you know, could be considered guards sometimes, even though they don't maybe start there, you know. Guys like DeMar DeRose. I mean, the, there's a long list of guards we're looking at here. So, you get all those names in there. And, th- and you could throw De'Aaron in the mix. But, if you're going to start arguing already for De'Aaron's uh, all-star candidacy, who are you throwing out? Are you going to throw out the two guards from the team that just won 11 straight? You know, Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell? You going to throw Steph Curry out? I don't think so. You damn sure bet not throw him out. Man's got, I think he leads the league in total points scored this season. Most threes made this season. You're not getting rid of him. You sure as hell not getting rid of Dame either. You know, maybe you flip a coin between CJ and Devin, but you can be damn sure one of them is going. And like I said, the way Luca's going to be there because Luca will get voted in between the fans and the media. Luca will be there. John Wall, if he continues his play and the Rockets continue to win games, he will probably be there as well. So I so there is no reason to be worried and whining about, well, how they're going to screw De'Aaron. It's crazy. Come on. 
it's not like they're taking, if any of these guys go ahead of De'Aaron, it's not like, mind you, you know, probably looking at a maximum of six guards. This is a hell of a list to try to get six out of, even you know, when you throw De'Aaron in there too. And if you don't make the cut out of this group, it's not because there's a conspiracy against you or, oh, they just don't like the kinks. It's none of that. What it is is that, more than likely, the Kings aren't winning. So, if you want to, if you want to keep De'Aaron in the mix, and I know De'Aaron wants to be there. Like I said, this is no knock on De'Aaron, but the Kings got to win games. You know, you got to get near to the halfway point. And I would say for to to be considered, you know, rather highly, got to be top eight. I would say top eight's a good place to be as a guard. You know. So comparisons been made between when Demarcus Cousins made it on bad Kings teams. The difference was was uh, Demarcus was in the front court. It was, it's not nearly. I mean, it's it's crowded, but it's not like it is in the guard position where literally every night De'Aaron's got a problem on his hand. Whoever he's going against. I mean, look at the New Orleans game. I didn't even mention those guys being all stars, but because they they won't be. But Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe. That might be the best defensive, one of the best defensive backcourts in the NBA. There's no nights off in the backcourt, you know. Against the Celtics, he'll see Kim, De'Aaron, see Kimball Walker. You know, this weekend you see, you see Jamal. Oh, I didn't even mention him, even though he's not playing at that level. Probably Jamal Murray. He'll see Jamal Murray. You know, you'll see, you see the Clippers again on Super Bowl Sunday. I won't begin to lament the fact that. The Kings are playing on Super Bowl Sunday, going to try to cut into my Super Bowl time. Even though my teams aren't there, Eric Bieni is my frat brother. I want to see, you know, so maybe I'm cheering for him. But let's get back to, you know, we'll go back to that later. But the point is, this really is not, it's way too early to even be worried or whining or complaining about how the somehow De'Aaron's going to get screwed out the All-Star game. It's just way too early. Can we get can we get to the midway point? Can the Kings be above five hundred at that point? You know, and De'Aaron's still playing at this clip where he's been you know, he's averaging about twenty six points in his last five games. If he's doing that, he's still shooting the three well, the Kings are winning, De'Aaron will get his due. Even if it doesn't come this season, which is a which is a possibility, he will get his due. But the way you control that is you win. It's like I said, it was just two weeks ago, <laughs> about two weeks ago, where De'Aaron himself was saying he wasn't pleased with his play. The Kings looked terrible. You know, they were giving up 125, 130 points every single game. And now we're, we've already swung the pendulum the other way to, oh, man, they're going to screw him out the All-Star game. Calm down, folks. Calm down. And, I'm, and I haven't asked De'Aaron this, but I'm willing to bet... He'll pass on the All-Star game if the Kings end up in the playoffs. I think this is just a thing where everyone wants to get worked up. I mean, it's almost like things went so well on the trip. Let's find something to be mad about. Damn, really? Calm down, folks. Let's focus on the team and the team doing well. And when I say let's, I don't mean myself included, you know, because, well, you know, either way it goes, I'm going to be all right. But all of you 
should focus on this team doing well. And then when the team is doing well, there will be rewards for, for multiple people. Among those awards that came out, uh, congratulations to Tyrese Halliburton, who on Tuesday was named the Western Conference Rookie of the Month for games played in December and January. Let me show you how funny and how fickle fan bases and media members can be. Now, I know I am, I'm, in the, I'm in the media, but as I like to tell my friends, I am the media and I hate the media sometimes, a lot of times because... There's a difference between being in the media and being a journalist. And a lot of times, media people are being confused with journalists, and the shit's annoying. But as I was, you know, and so uh, my point about that is that some of y'all and some of them are so fickle. It wasn't that long ago, people were already ready to ship De'Aaron out of town and say, you know what, we, they made a mistake with that contract. You know what? No, it's going to be Tyrese's team sooner or later. So let's see. Can we? You know, can they move De'Aaron? I mean, these are actual discussions I've had with people in the media and out the media who was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and time to move on from De'Aaron. On twelve games into the season, people are talking this way, and now that's shifted to you know, <laughs> you know, first you wanted him gone. Now if he if he's not an All Star, he's being disrespected, but. Again, congrats to Tyrese. You know, clearly, you know, overall has been the best rookie in the Western Conference, in my opinion. Lamelo Ball won the award in the East, but you know, uh, I, I assume at some point maybe Anthony Edwards in the West will get that award. James Wiseman should be in the mix at some point once he's healthy again. But Tyrese's impact is—it's is, like to see recognized beyond just Sacramento it's being recognized nationally in this case people around the league are noticing what you know what Tyrese has pulled off as becoming a basically becoming you know the sixth man already for the Kings becoming a trusted player in the clutch a guy they can turn to for big shots big decisions I mean this is a rookie who's the inbound uh, passer late in games and Maybe not all of you understand that amount of responsibility, but when you when you entrust a player with that you know that responsibility, that that's a you don't just don't give it to anybody. You don't have a guy who can't think in that position. You don't have a guy without any wherewithal, you know, inbounding the ball in late game situations. And that what Tyrese can do. In addition to handle the rock, set guys up, score, hit big shots. He's done all that. So. Congrats to Tyrese Halliburton on that on that honor. He's the first king to be, get a Rookie of the Month award since. Do you know? Do you know? I don't have a real no thing to tick or anything over here, but Buddy Hield in March of 2017 uh, was the last king to win that award, and you know Buddy got that right after being traded from New Orleans to the Kings in the Demarcus Cousins deal, and I won't you know so. And since then, you know, 2018, you know, 18, you know, 2017, 18, that was De'Aaron in his draft class. De'Aaron really struggled a lot of his rookie year, so he wasn't going to get it. And I'm surprised Marvin didn't get it down the stretch of his rookie year. But actually, you know, he, you know, I thought he would have got it late, but some guy named Luca was probably taking all the attention. So there's that. And then, you know, last year. Kings didn't have a rookie in the rotation who would 
have a crack at that. So again, congrats to Tyrese, who is, uh, in addition to being a very good basketball player, also a big WWE fan like myself. So I think we both were shouting out Edge for his uh, him uh, winning the Royal Rumble and going to WrestleMania for the, for a title match. So and as a 42 year old man who wants to be in shape or try to stay in shape, cool seeing old dudes out there winning stuff still. So. Uh, I think that pretty much covers, you know, all I want to hit on in the Kings. You know, I don't think there's any need to belabor the Mar- anything about Marvin Bagley. I'm sure all of you will at some point, you know, the, the nature of the business. But, yeah, y'all ease up on the De'Aaron All-Star disrespect because he hasn't been disrespected yet. So can, let's see if the Kings can continue what they're doing as of late, which has been getting stellar play from De'Aaron, which has been getting a level of a higher level of commitment and effort on the defensive end. By the way, shout out to Rashawn Holmes. He's out there doing the damn thing in, the, in that center spot and making it hard uh, for anybody else to get those minutes at center with the way he's playing, you know, and he's been a big reason why the defense has been better. And just, like I said, just playing with more enthusiasm out there. So can they just keep this up? If they can keep this up, things will be okay. So that's my rant. That's my gripe. That's my what I got to say about all of that. Again, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Don't wreck yourself out here on the uh, All-Star Game campaign or the uh, preparing for the the slander, whatever, you know, of the All-Star Game, yada, 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 all that. It'll be fine, people. I won't. Pro- I promise you. You know, De'Aaron's gonna be all right. So, couple of things in the music world, I definitely wanted to hit on. You know, as y'all all know, I'm here to talk about the hip hop. You know, every week, every chance I get. And the first thing that caught my eye, uh, was, you know, perusing the world wide web, the internet. Saw uh, my man, not my man personally, but, you know, Freddie Gibbs talking about a collab with Schoolboy Q and dropping a single sometime this week. And I'm going to say, please do that. The game needs that. We need that. And full disclosure, I didn't become a Freddie Gibbs fan until about three years ago. My young homie, uh, Wilson Hall, put me on, asked him one day who his favorite rapper was. And he said, Freddie Gibbs. I said, who the hell is Freddie Gibbs? (laughs) I was like, what new school dude Jordan dug up? <laughs> what you mean, Fred? Who is Freddie Gibbs? So, on a night, I had a little four-hour drive, um, not that long after that conversation, and I just ran through Freddie Gibbs' catalog, and man, that shit is immaculate. It's a lot of good music. A lot of good music on there, and I, I became a fan instantly of freddie gibbs and his music uh last year when he dropped alfredo with alchemist that right there is one of the better you know best albums of the year got nominated for a grammy on top of that so i mean not that i use the grammys as a barometer for what's good good music but it was recognized and i mean that you know it was like i said that was Definitely one of the hottest albums of the year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoy all of you know uh, Gibbs' music now. 
He had one of the best lines, uh, really, of the year, in my opinion, last year. And I, uh, what was it? It was a, uh, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was a, uh, with Benny the Butcher. Yeah. I almost messed around and said Conway, but it was Benny. And it was on one way flight, and he dropped a line. And as an LA guy, you know, first, remember, LA folks, and to most LA folks, there's only one NBA team, and it's not the Clippers. So, <laughs> and Gibbs had the line on one way flight where he said, you know, where he dropped the line. Um, um, so he said, you'll get fucked and sit home early, just like the Clippers. And that line just resonated. I just think that was one of the most clever lines of 2020. In a year that we needed some, some good entertainment, Gibbs gave us great music as normal. And yeah, I, I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm a big, like I said, and I'm a big schoolboy Q fan as well. I'm a big, you know, fan of all, all the TDE, you know, Kendrick, all of them. So, if Freddie, I know you're not listening. I'm quite positive you're not listening. But if somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who thinks that Freddie, for whatever reason, or Schoolboy Q might give an, an iota uh, of thought to my little old opinion, let them know, yes. We need that. We need that. We need that music. We need that out there. The the game needs it. The culture needs it. We all need it. So, yeah, that's what I. That's been me. I'm just sitting there going, man. They come with that. Ooh, you know, I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be ready for that. So yeah, that's that is my that's my big hip hop thing and. Some of the, you know, and I want to touch on one thing, uh, one other thing. When I wrote my story after the the uh, New Orleans game, I uh, quoted a Nipsey Hussle line about De'Aaron from Dedication because I thought the, you know, I thought that those lines really spoke to what we've been seeing from De- from uh, De'Aaron lately about, you know, dedication, hard work plus patience, you know, the sum of all my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. You know, I'm done playing, you know, you know, and I just think what we're seeing from De'Aaron is someone coming of age and realizing that he ain't playing anymore. It's time to do what he need to do to win some games. And that means being aggressive as possible. So that just kind of got me thinking about Nip and that and that Victory Lap album and just how important you know looking back you didn't realize when it came out how important because we didn't you know you didn't you didn't think about you'd lose them in a, a year later but just and by the way i still think that that was his album of the year grammy he was that was stolen from him but hey that's just me but got me thinking just about so much i as as, as extensive as the catalog that nip had in his time still feels like he had so much more and you start to wonder are there other artists who you say damn who could we've gotten more from 
and not necessarily because they're deceased or you know just because you feel like damn they should have had a longer run and as a west coast guy obviously i've got some people who i think i would have loved to have seen get more run whatever reason you know some stuff doesn't resonate whatever the case may be one of those guys one of my old back in the day favorites was Razkaz. Um, I, for my, for my dollar, one of the best lyricists to ever touch a mic, just in terms of wordplay, just, I, I fucks with Raskaz, and I wish he could have gotten a bigger, a longer run musically where people could have really appreciated the work he did, you know, and there's, you know, there's plenty of, you know, there's guys who are no longer with us, you know. But yeah, that's one guy who I, I think about, man, that guy is really good, you know, and just never kind of, well, maybe outside of the, uh, outside of things that are close, you know, I, it just feels like outside of California, he didn't get the uh, the respect or the um, praise he should have gotten. Another West, another more West Coast folks that I really think Deserve more shine for what they contributed. King T, uh, AMG. Yeah, I tweeted about AMG the other day. Uh, the Alcoholics. Yeah, so that's just some of the people I like. People I I think should get you know deserve more love for what they gave to the game. I can listen to King T's The Trifling Album on repeat to this day. Had no business probably listening to it when it came out as a youngster, but hey, it's good music. So, no, just you know, hit me up on IG, Mister uh, at Mister Jones LBC. Hit me up on Twitter at Mister underscore Jason Jones. Tell me who you think deserves more love and music, more shine. You know who you wish could have gotten more, more notoriety, more fame, more longevity in the game. Because you'd be surprised looking at hip-hop how many people's runs are actually kind of short. You look at the big, the totality of their career. Like Big Daddy Kane. It was like, you look at his his music, it you know, his albums. Boom, boom, boom. But it's like, whether it be, you know, record stuff, contracts and all that. And back in the day, when I was coming up, the whole dispute between the label and the artist was, was stall, with stall-out careers, you know. But you look, you're like, man, Kane... Maybe if there's no issues with the company and all that, Aunt Kane might have been able to give us two or three more classics. I mean, it's just there's just so many people out there who I wish we could, you know, in as great as they were. I, I'm just greedy. I want more. You know, I, and I go through my when I listen to Kane, I'm like, man, I wish I had like five more Kane albums. I wish I just had. Like kind of like how Pac left us with just so much music. I just wish we just had so much more music from these guys. And Kane's, you know, you know, probably still doing shows. My man Clint Coley had Kane on his uh, advice from a fuckboy podcast. Had him as a guest a while back. So Kane's doing his thing. I'm pretty sure there's some uh, people, my friends, my peers, and some older, you know, people, you know, some some grandmas out there who still love them some Big Daddy Kane, but. I'm definitely one of the greats, but I wish I could have got more out of Kane. Just because as a kid, I wasn't, I didn't appreciate it like I do now. You know, and I would, you know, the same way I can drive 
say from the Bay to LA listening to like all Ice Cube albums or all Snoop or if I'm in my R&B bag all Stevie Wonder you know I wish you know I could get more and more like that like I could, I could do like six straight Kane albums or you know Nip left us with a lot of mixtapes so I can do I could do that with Nip but yeah there's always going to be people out there that you know the times change you know seasons change what people like changes and maybe that just kind of fades them out but they're still greats they're still legends you know and that's just some of my thoughts on what's going on in the music game um what will i be on next i've been on 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 a bit of a wu-tang kick over the last few weeks so i think next time i may just dive into that um break down my favorite wu-tang members and and why they're my favorites and who I like. Um, give you a preview. And mind you, I, I reserve the right to not hit on this next week. But it's just kind of a thought. Um, my favorite Wu-Tang members. Uh, Old Dirty Bastard. Ghostface. Then Meth. So, I don't know if that's ever, that the usual or the normal ranking. But ODB was always my favorite. Another guy who I wish we could have got more from before he passed. I, you know, I, if you go back and listen to some of what uh, uh, ODB was doing, just because that group was so deep, I don't think people appreciated just t- lyrically how talented Old Dirty Bastard was. I mean, man, man was fire. I mean, yeah, just outstanding in my opinion, and I would love to have more from him as well. So. I don't know if I want to just, it yeah, feels like, you know, <laughs> I've been kind of going on and on and on about, um, you know, what could have been, so to speak, you know, play, you know, music I wish we could have heard more of. But I'm going to go ahead as 2020 in the beginning of 21 has taught me is cherish what I have. So before I get out of here, again, want to send my prayers and condolences to the families of family of Sekou Smith, whose, uh, his family was gracious enough to have his, uh, memorial service, which happened on Tuesday, streamed over YouTube, so people like me who knew him could, could, you know, attend and, you know, I don't say participate, but, you know, just kind of allow us to also, you know, share in our feelings and grieving with, with them, you know, for someone like me who knew Seiku, it still doesn't seem right to speak about him in the past tense. It just, you know, as I watched the service, I kept saying, it's just, this doesn't seem real, you know, but COVID is very real. So remember, everyone, again, continue to, um, you know, mask up, you know, stay safe, follow the uh, guidelines. And let's try to get through this thing because losing someone you know to this hurts. And I don't want anyone else to have to hurt the way his family's hurt or the hundreds of thousands of families who have been hurt by this. So off my soapbox now. I promise to maybe be a little more upbeat when I end this thing next time. Well, I can't promise that. Maybe I won't be, but that'll be my goal. So again, y'all. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. I am Jason Jones of The Athletic. 
You know where to find me on Twitter. And if you don't, it's at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, at Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram. I don't know if I have Snapchat or anything else anymore. If I do, I don't even use it. And theathletic.com where you can find all my work, my writings. Um, got some other, some more stuff cooking that's non-Kings related. So I hope you enjoy all that as well. And y'all be good out there. And I will talk, I will talk to you soon. I'm gone.